Welcome to the Black Sparrow Media Internet Broadcast Network. You're listening to Linux in the Ham Shack. LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source and amateur radio for everyone. Now here are your hosts, Russ, K5TUX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD. Well, hello everybody and welcome. You have tuned in to Linux in the Ham Shack episode number 255. This is our Weekender episode. This is where we tell you about upcoming special events, contests, and things to do, and how to enjoy your weekend with wine and beer and song and all kinds of other things. And dance. And yeah, yeah, and dance and and just general fun things. So let's get into some fun things on this, the most terrific amateur radio podcast on the internet. And we'll jump first into This Week in Amateur Radio, in which we will talk about contests uh so i will hit a couple of contests coming up uh the first one is the awrl cw sweepstakes contest this will run from 2100 zulu on november 3rd to 0300 zulu on november 5th it runs on the 163 10 meter not including the work bands and of course since it's a cw sweepstakes it's cw only uh the awrl says the objective of this contest is for stations in the u.s and canada including territories and possessions to exchange QSO information with as many other U.S. and Canadian stations as possible. Uh, information on that will be linked to in the show notes. And then also coming up as a contest this week, we have the Ukrainian DX contest. This will run from 1200 Zulu on November 3rd to 1200 Zulu on November 4th. Again, 160 to 10 meters, no work bands. This will be modes CW and single sideband. And uh, this is to promote competition among clubs in the Ukraine contest groups and other amateur associations separately for ukrainian and foreign clubs uh for ukrainian participations um participation in regional clubs and associations i.e not national ones is implied not sure what all that means but if you're in the ukraine maybe you do Uh, (laughs) and information on that of course will be linked to in the show notes so who wants to cover next week's contests bill Build us. Okay. I can do all that. Right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, next weekend we have the Worked All Europe Ready DX Contest. It runs from Zero Zulu on November 10th to 2359 Zulu on November 11th. And this one is 80 meters through 10 meters, no work. Ready only. I wonder if they're going to open up to FT8 eventually as well. Um, maybe next year. Uh, many leading contesters claim the WAEDC to be the most challenging contest of the year. Moreover, the unique features of the QTC traffic adds another operating challenge to the contest. Here, the DX stations transfer real telegrams to the European stations. These telegrams contain data of previously logged QSOs. Each of these records counts one additional point for the sender and the receiver, given that the complete record was logged correctly. And yeah, we got the links in the show notes on that. Uh, We also have the 1010 International Fall Digital Contest. Uh, this starts at, uh, 0001 Zulu on November 10th and runs to 2359 Zulu on November 11th. It's 10 meters only, digital only. So pick out all your modes. 
10 meters is dead anyway, so it doesn't matter. No, <laughs> it is until the contest begins, and then it'll suddenly be wide yes. open. So It'll be wide open. So the objective here is uh, 1010 events are held for fun and to meet old and new pro- and prospective members around the world. And the way you get a 1010 number or become a 1010 member is to basically contact 1010 members. <laughs> so this is, this is a great contest if you're interested in joining that club. Uh, we also have the Antique Wireless Association, Bruce Kelly, 1929 QSO Party. It uh, runs from 2300 Zulu on November 10th to 2300 Zulu on November 11th, and then comes back for another weekend on uh, November 17th and 18th for the same times. And that one runs uh, 160 meters through 40 meters, CW only. The Bruce Kelly 1929 QSO Party is an annual AWA-sponsored event where participants either own an original or build a transmitter using the designs, techniques, and tubes that were available in 1929 and earlier with the purpose of trying to contact as many other, ooh, long sentence, 1929 stations as possible. This emulates what ham radio sounded like in 1929, and it's 1929 again on the ham bands. As with our other on-air events, you do not need to be an AWA member to participate. So check that one out. It does sound interesting, although you do have to either have or build equipment to be participating in it. Which yeah. Is, apparently, it's not That's that so difficult. Hard. It's not that difficult <laughs> to build a 1929 transmitter. But it's not going to be that easy either. So It's certainly not as easy as tuning up your TS-2000 exactly. and just doing something else. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. You want to hit a couple of the special events coming up, Cheryl? Sure. All right. Cool. Okay. So for our special events, we have Remembering the Edmund Fitzgerald Split Rock Light. Uh, yeah. Split Rock Lighthouse. Uh, it's from 1500 Zulu on November 3rd to 2355 Zulu, uh, Zulu on November 4th, W0JH. Uh, it's on 21360, 14260, 7260, and 3.860. Uh, information is in the show notes. Is, is that the one where you like blast Gordon Lightfoot on your radio the <laughs> yeah. entire time? Considering that's highly illegal, I would say no. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. I've got that confused. Wrong memo, yeah. <laughs> Lids only do that on 10 meters, right? Oh, uh, now I'm going to have to listen to Gordon Lightfoot tonight. There you go. <laughs> well, you, don't, you don't have to. No one's twisting your arm. I love that song. I do love though. that song, that's too. such a good song. Do you know that Gordon Lightfoot actually has another song that was popular? Yeah. <laughs> Built it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's the, um, what's the other one? So, uh, the so, Like the one my sundown or yes sundown something like that yep. sundown yeah it's called sun sundown <laughs> i think but yes yeah yep. i remember yeah. that song yeah don't you it's like yeah all right that's a good song too it it's a really good song yeah <laughs> it's better than the the edmund fitzgerald thing so i actually really like the the only thing that's the only thing i don't like about the edmund fitzgerald song is it's probably about a minute and a half too long but other than that <laughs> it's a really good song so yeah yeah <laughs> okay Okay, so the next one is Veterans Day, and it runs from Zero Zulu on November 4th to Zero Zulu on November 15th. Um, Sorry, there's an extra. Z- yeah, I was yeah, going to say, say, am I missing Where a date the other somewhere? Zero Zulu go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take care of. Thank you. Who put that in? <laughs> N5VET uh, on uh, 18.135, 14.247, 14.225, and 14.045. Club KC5NX will be operating as K5BET. N5BET. Oh, sorry. N5BET. This year again to thank all of our veterans for their service. Thank you for your time, labor, and dedication to make this world, this America, a better, safer place to live. And more information is going to be in the show notes. Now look, more Gordon Lightfoot. <laughs> yeah, imagine. Yeah. So 
you want me to read that one or do you want to read it? All right, I'll read that one. Okay. Uh, Sinking of the Edmund Fitzgerald, yes again. 43rd anniversary. Zero, uh, zero, 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 Zulu. We could probably just say not Zulu. Uh, to 2359 Zulu uh, from the 6th through the 20th. Uh, this will actually be a one-by-one one call, though. Whiskey 8 Foxtrot. Uh, 14260, 1404, 7.260, and 704. Like, of course, in show notes. All right, Bill, you do the last two. Oh, I started listening to music. Sorry. What was the last Wait, no. <laughs> 155th, <laughs> the 155th anniversary of Lincoln's uh, Gettysburg's address is also a special event station here. It uh, starts on 0300 Zulu on November 9th to 0300 Zulu on November 20th. And that'll be Whiskey One Golf. And they'll be on 18.158, 14.288, 7.185, and 3.830. Plus or minus QRM, I'm sure. And we also have the uh, 100th anniversary of the first Tarzan movie. Wow. And uh, this this will be uh, starting on 1400 Zulu on November 10th uh, to uh, 0559 Zulu on November 11th. And they'll be using uh, zero, uh, Whiskey Zero Tango. And uh, they'll be on 14.200, 14.090, uh, 3.758, and 3.577. So that indicates they're going to be doing some digital modes or some uh, some CWs. So uh, so check that out. I can't remember the call sign of the group, but it is the Mid-Missouri Amateur Radio Club, K0AEC or something like that. And they're actually in Jefferson City. So it's local to us. Ooh. They're the ones who will be operating that station, Whiskey Zero Tango. So there you go. Uh, anybody have any announcements? I don't have any announcements. That's why there are no announcements. Another song is Sundown. Yeah, it's just sundown. yeah I said it was Sundowner. Sundowner. If you go back and you play back the tape, you'll hear me say it's just Sundown. Yeah, I, I, I probably said Sundowner. Right? Uh, K0ETY. K0ETY. That's yeah. it. Okay. All righty. So I have no announcements for this week except uh, merchandise. Go get some merchandise. Yeah. Shop.lhspodcast on info. Remember, you can customize it with your call sign, whatever. We have cool stuff over yeah, there. Yeah, we do. Go buy some. Help out the show. Thank you. Uh, I don't have a ham radio challenge. Does anybody want to challenge anybody to something ham radio related? Did you put stickers on the website no, yet? No, because I have to go dig out the stickers. Oh, yeah, I, we've, we've got a friend that wants a sticker. I was like, you know, Daniel wants a sticker. You know, I know, I gotta go get a sticker. <laughs> there, there's actually a sticker in the box in the kitchen that needs yeah, okay. yeah, so. I'll go dig out stickers and put them on the website. Yeah, because you should have the most of them. I think I only have a handful here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, right. we, we've got tons of them. So I'll definitely put yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, I think I gave you the two packages. Right. Yep. And we'll make it so that if you buy a bunch of stickers, you'll get a good discount on them. So. Yeah. What? <laughs> it's not like we're not going to go back to Hamvention and need stickers. But, well, we can get more stickers. No, I can order more. Yeah, yeah I, so. I can just reorder. So. And I got some cool NA1WJ stickers here, too. Just so you know. <laughs> All right. If you're interested. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. So anyway, uh, yeah, merch. Think about merch when you're listening to The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald over the next two weeks. We should take pictures <laughs> of our cups that have our call signs on them. Yeah. Yeah, you said that last time. Yeah, I know. I did it's... find mine. Mine's out in the garage. <laughs> Great. Yeah. We use ours all the yeah, time. Yeah, I did find my fan. I did find that fan. I just wanted you to know. Oh, good. I'm glad you found that fan. We talked about the fan like about a month or two ago. Right. <laughs> I was like, did oh, Bill I misplaces heated fan or whatever? No, it was the... Yeah, it was my little fan. Yeah, the little fan we had in the booth. He couldn't oh, find gotcha, it. Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. So. Yeah. No, not, not his ass warmer thingy. That... Gotcha, gotcha. No. <laughs> yeah, that's not a fan. That's actually a dish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Well, you know. It's but, not on right now, but. <laughs> well, because you don't have 12 feet of be. snow on the ground yet? Not, not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Halloween night, we're looking for some snow, I'm, I'm thinking. Nice. So. Yeah, it's already snowed twice here, so it's not like it hasn't snowed already. Weirdos. <laughs> All dang Montana. Yeah, and we had, what, 75 degrees here today? Yeah, something like that. I don't think it was quite that warm. It was, it was in the 70s, for sure. Yeah, but tomorrow it's supposed to be like 45. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, now we're out of time fun. sequence. This is the Thursday show, so. <laughs> yeah, yesterday it was snowing in yeah, Billings. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> or yesterday it was supposed to snow in Billings, you know. <laughs> so how was everybody's Halloween? Everybody have a good time? Go out, get your... Uh, yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah, uh, yeah, lots of candy. <laughs> All right, cool. So are you taking your grandchild out trick-or-treating? No, he already did. Yeah, uh, so I already did. <laughs> so what is your grandchild, yeah, we, what did your grandchild go as? Uh, he's, he's, he's he going, better, he better at, right uh, he went, oh, damn. <laughs> Actually, I think, I think we decided, uh, well, several of us decided he should go as boss baby. Oh, that would be uh, Yeah. <laughs> that we can have a little suit and tie and stuff like that. But I, I have a feeling that, that, uh, he went as a army man <laughs> to match his mom and dad, which have tons of airsofting, yeah, you know, nice, retarded gear. Right. <laughs> Yeah, it's supposed to be 75 here on Tuesday. And then it's supposed to tank and on Halloween. Yeah, 50 on Wednesday. It tanked on Halloween. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, ta- yeah it's tanked no. on Halloween. Um, And then Thursday, it's supposed to be 50. Yeah. So we have nothing under 50 degrees, though, for the next two weeks. So yeah. we, we also su- welcome to winter. Some, somewhat more southern latitude than he does. Yeah, so. so it sucks to be Bill, although they're calling for lots of rain. So. <laughs> Yeah, and ours won't be rain. Yeah. <laughs> but I just did buy some new skis, so I'm fine with that. Well, yeah, because you, didn't you break one or something last year? Yep. Yeah, yeah, I broke I broke one, and I put uh, some new bindings on it, and I went out to, uh, uh, they do a ski swap to raise money for our uh, ski team here in town, youth ski organization. So I went and I bought a you know used set of skis. So I have three sets of skis now. I'm, I'm officially a crazy person. <laughs> yeah. Well, but you get to ski down the hill to the bar, though, so... Yeah, I gotta get some way to get to the bar. Well, yeah. And I have a backup set of skis now I'll, I'll definitely take with me in case I happen to break them again. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that to be a problem, really. I thought I'd break my leg before I broke the ski. <laughs> Maybe you should be grateful you broke the ski instead of your leg. <laughs> I, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Where are we now? Are we supposed to be doing like something open sourcing now? I think we're supposed to be doing a yeah, podcast. We're, we're going right? to talk about a distribution to try coming up. This actually references our last episode, so if you listen to that one, you remember us mentioning System76 and their new open source hardware platform that they're going to put out, and they also have... (laughs) Very good. (laughs) They also have a distribution that they've uh, put out called Pop OS. Yes, Pop OS. Uh, I think you have to do it. It's trademarked or something like that. Yeah, something you know? like that. It, it does have an exclamation point in it. So, yeah. Oh, actually, wait a minute. Here we go. There. So, it's Pop OS. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's based on Ubuntu. Uh, the current version is based on Ubuntu 8, uh, 18.10, and they also do have an 18.04 release as well. And this is all information from their website, so it's going to read like they wrote it, not like I wrote it. So, uh, it says, we believe the computer and operating system are the most powerful and versatile tools ever created. 
We're building an OS for the software developer, maker, and computer science professional who uses their computer as a tool to discover and create. Your tools and programming languages are supported natively and only a command away. OS (laughs) gets out of your way. (laughs) Maximize the screen real estate for your projects and communications. Organize your workflow with advanced window management, workspaces, and keyboard shortcuts for navigation. It's GNOME 3. (laughs) OS encrypts your installation by default and is the only distro that enables full disk encryption out of the box from System76. Top OS also features automatic firmware updates on System76 laptops. Wait, 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 wait. They're, they're the only distro that enables full d- disk encryption out of the box? I thought it's in, built into every Ubuntu installer. I'm just reading what they wrote. <laughs> <laughs> now I really know that they're going to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> anyway, just keep maybe, going. Maybe it was true when they wrote this. <laughs> you know, okay, anyway, uh, let's see. Keeping your PC secure and reliable. We're focusing, i.e. they're focusing, on you in a different way than anyone else. Their approach centers on user testing and careful analysis with a singular goal of delivering the most productive and gorgeous platform for developing your next creation. It's not just about making the easiest tool. (laughs) It's about making the best tool. Unleash your potential with (laughs) OS. Discover what's possible at the crossroads of IoT and AI. Calculate the size of stars or a path to Mars, smash atoms, and full proteins peer further than ever before. Yep. Marketing speak at its finest. So anyway. <laughs> Isn't it based on Ubuntu? <laughs> it is based on Ubuntu, and it does have a, a stylized GNOME 3 desktop. I did run it today. It is pretty sexy looking. I will give it the thumbs up for eye candy, um, but it's just Ubuntu with GNOME. <laughs> So, uh, if you want something that looks pretty, it definitely has a really nice, uh, colorful, flat look to it. Uh, so, yeah, what's that called? The modern, not modern, what the heck do they call that? Mechanical design or something? something. Yeah. Something, something flat. Something xenophobic. I don't know. Yeah, it's really good. Xenophobic <laughs> design. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> if you're a xenophobe, this is the OS for you. I'm sure they want that marketed right along with it. <laughs> <laughs> This is a xenophobe's version of Ubuntu. <laughs> well, you're talking about computer inside yeah, joke guys. You're talking inside. about computer people, so that that's every distro. Um, yeah, they don't like anybody that's not a computer. <laughs> all right. So anyway, if you want to try something a little different, a little different take on uh, Ubuntu 18.10 with GNOME 3, check out System 76's Pop OS. So does Pop OS come as an 18.10 build, or is it is it staying with an LTS? Uh, no, it comes with an 1810 build and an 1804 LTS. They have both versions. Oh, so they have both. Yeah. Okay, that, that's kind of cool. So, so they're they're really trying to compete with like elementary OS on being sexy and and everything else. Yeah. I guess. So there you go. Interesting. I have run I have run Pop OS before, like we spoke about earlier, and um, yeah, I just didn't I didn't see anything that I needed to keep it specifically for. It wasn't providing me anything that Ubuntu didn't, and you know, the desktop I could take or leave. Right. So. So there you go. All right. So moving on from that, we've got some events coming up in the open source world, uh, both this coming week and weekend and next week and weekend. So who wants to tackle one of these? Anybody? Anybody? All right, Bill, you do one. <laughs> okay, I'll do the okay. first one. Freenode, uh, Pound Live or Octothorpe Live or Hashtag Live or whatever you want to call it, uh, is running from November 3rd through 4th 
2018 in Bristol, uh, in Bristol, the UK. So, uh, yeah, if you're over there on the island, uh, definitely check it out. It's a, it's a community focused event, including face to face interaction, creative workshops, talks, and think tanks to bring developers and users together in a nurturing and dynamic environment. Definitely nurturing. <laughs> uh, free node hashtag live or pound live or whatever aims to stimulate the free exchange of ideas, unless it's free speech and information while fostering cross project collaboration and dialogue for innovation, innovation. <laughs> so, uh, that's a lot of, uh, a lot of marketing speak as well. <clears throat> it's a free node conference. They probably have some mixers. You can get drunk, whatever. Have fun. Exactly. That's the whole purpose. It, it is. It's, yeah. it's supposed to be face to face and nurturing <laughs> and boozy and boozy. Yeah, that's right. And boozy. Yeah. yeah. They don't put that in there, but I think it has to, it should be part of it because oh, yeah. if it's too much nurturing, it kind of feels like, uh, yeah, yeah. too touchy feel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Need some booze to get rid of that. So, all right. So I'll do one and then Cheryl can do the last one. Uh, events next week, we have open source camp or OS camp. Which is only going to be on November 8th of 2018. It's going to be in Nuremberg in Germany. And Open Source Camp is a brand new series of events giving open source projects a platform to present themselves to the community. This is OzCamp's second edition, and this one is on Puppet. Uh, this one day event comprises expert presentations and tutorials on technical backgrounds, insights into the latest developments, how to's, as well as the future trends and perspectives of Puppet. So there you go. Check it out if you happen to be somewhere near Nuremberg. And then we have one in the United States, which Cheryl's going to tell us about. Yes, the next one is the Seattle GNU Linux uh, CGL uh, conference. It's November 9th and 10th, 2018, in Seattle, Washington, USA. CGL is a grassroots technical conference dedicated to spreading awareness and knowledge about the GNU Linux community and the free Libre open source software hardware. The goal for CGL is to produce an event which is enjoyable and informative for those who spend their days maintaining hundreds of servers, as it is for a student who only has just started exploring technology options. And there's more information in the show notes. I bet there'll be booze there, too. There probably will be, and I'm willing to bet they thought they were so creative when they called it CGL, because they were probably going with either Seagull or Seagull, and you managed to show them the fallacy of that option. So. Because uh, I think you're actually closer to correct. I think they were trying to be a lot more clever than it turned out to be. Right. So, anyway, a couple of upcoming open source conferences you can attend. They all sound pretty interesting, and I'm sure there will be lots of uh, booze. <laughs> There's always booze. When There's, There's always booze. People. And when it comes to food and booze, we're actually going to talk about that some now, because that's part of our Weekender edition. So... There's no open source challenge? No, I didn't have any challenges for this week. I, I ran out of time for challenges. Bill, do you have a challenge? <clears throat> a challenge. Uh, distro hop this weekend. Find a different distro. Yeah, use pop And install it. <laughs> install it on your hardware. There you go. <laughs> no virtual machine. <laughs> Drunk computing. No chance of you know having to do a field sobriety test. <laughs> and there's your open source challenge for this time. So... All right, so let's move on to some hedonism, and we'll start that off with Cheryl's recipe corner. Yes. So this time, I'm I'm kind of taking a little dive into uh, the holiday dinner aspect, you know, because holiday dinners are now upon us, and I've decided to start sharing some holiday-based recipes. Most kitchens are chaotic while prepping holiday dinners, 
So this is one of those recipes to help keep things running a little more smoothly. And it can also be tweaked to work in a slow cooker. So, and the recipe this week is make-ahead mashed potatoes, which requires three pounds of potatoes or about nine medium, peeled and cubed, bacon, some cream cheese, some sour cream, some butter, some milk, onion powder, salt, garlic powder, pepper, cheddar cheese, and green onions. And of course, the recipe will be in the show notes. I'll spare you all the instructions, but yeah, it it's, will be very tasty and will save you from going absolutely mad making mashed potatoes for Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner for those who you, do that thing. You're actually advocating using real potatoes for mashed potatoes? Sometimes I use real potatoes. Sometimes I lays out and use fake potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> They're real nothing potatoes. Nothing wrong with fake potatoes. No, and, well, no, and I actually, to be honestly truthful, prefer mashed potato flakes. So yeah, I, you, I don't like chunky mashed potatoes. See, so. I do like chunky mashed potatoes. That's what I grew up on. But you managed to doctor imitate, or not, not imitation, instant uh, potatoes to be very, very tasty. We shouldn't yes. call them fake potatoes. They're real potatoes. They're real potatoes. This is dry. <laughs> yeah, they're just dehydrated. Right, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. They're not like there's cauliflower not much, not dressed that... up as potatoes. They're real potatoes. Yeah. yeah, which whoever came up with that plan failed miserably because it still tastes like cauliflower. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I do doctor my, my, my fake mashed potatoes quite well. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty much every time I use that is like onion powder and garlic powder, and it's pretty much oh, yeah. fine. Oh yeah, no, I put I usually put minced garlic in mine, uh, milk, tons of butter, butter some sour milk, cream, yeah. milk, salt, pepper. Yeah. Yeah. So they they and cheese, and cheese. yeah, cheese. Cup of, like, cheese. cheddar cheese in yeah. it. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people, yeah, I I feel bad for people because they'll they'll come over for a dinner or something, and they'll be like, oh, I want your recipe for blah blah that you fixed tonight. And I'm like. Uh, with that deer in the headlights look <laughs> because I don't, I just open up my spice cabinet and start dumping stuff in or start, yeah, yeah. you know, I'll grab the minced garlic out of the fridge or whatever. And the other night I made some garlic dip for some friends that came over to just, we're doing crafty stuff. And somebody went, Oh, I want your garlic dip recipe because this stuff is amazing. And I, I went, uh, and they're like, Oh no, not again. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, what'd you put in it? And I was like, Sour cream and some mayonnaise, and there's <laughs> dried roasted garlic and dried minced garlic and fresh garlic and garlic powder. And they're like, never mind. I was like, I'll just make it again. And they're like, that great. I need some for Thanksgiving dinner. I'm like, all right, just let me know how much you want. I'll make it for you. <laughs> they're like, okay. And they're like, you don't even have measurements, do you? I was like, nope. Just start dumping stuff in a bowl. They're like, oh, you're killing me. I'm like, I, I've never. And Russ's mom's just as bad. Russ would be like, oh, get mom's, you know, chicken recipe or whatever. And she's like, uh, I can't tell you how I make that. Like, yeah, I figured that <laughs> that's how it was going to be. So, yeah, I'm pretty much the same way. The kitchen is like, yeah, I, I just, I'll look at a recipe just like a glance. Of like, okay, I see what it uses. Right. Yeah. And I'll just <laughs> and doctor I'll, it from I'll, there. You know, <laughs> I'll use my own, like, you know, amounts because I know what I, right, you know, yeah. I was like, I've, cook so many things it's like you know i know i want like this much garlic in it because i like a little bit more garlicky or <laughs> you know, maybe a little extra pepper because i like it a little bit you know a little little kick and then maybe throw a little crushed red pepper and stuff right and, you know yeah yeah i like yeah so mr woodman you, you do that though you don't think about that you, you see the bill cooks right yeah yeah it won't kill you oh, yeah. to cook. no it wouldn't but i still don't like to <sighs> Sorry. It would probably kill me to have my wife cook. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are times. 
just she, you know, I would like Russ to help me out in the kitchen, but he just doesn't want to do that. So how about a grill? Does he even operate I a do. grill? He do, yeah, no, that oh, is okay. that is one thing. Oh, there and there you. are he does do lobster pizza. Yep. That is his yeah. job because I will I just refuse to do it. He makes sushi because that's his job. What else do you do? There's yeah. something else, isn't there? Uh, I make a mean grilled cheese. No, you do make a mean grilled cheese. But sometimes uh, you're like, hey, fix are awesome. me grilled cheese. <laughs> then you just throw a couple pieces of cheese on some toast and throw them in the microwave. No, I, have, I have thought about it before, trust me. <laughs> Actually, that makes a really good grilled cheese. If you don't want any butter on it, that's the way to oh, make yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I've always done I toast the bread, and then I put both pieces of bread flat on a piece of paper towel, and then I put one slice of cheese on each piece of bread and nuke it for like 15 seconds. Oh, yeah. And just let it sit for like about 10 seconds right, it, and then smush them together yeah, and eat great it. Great cheese sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually, awesome. it is. Yeah. No, I usually, what I usually do is put my, put my bread in the toaster, toast it, put a little bit of mayonnaise, piece of cheese on it, throw it in the microwave. And yeah, it's great. So, yeah, which Russ thinks is disgusting. Butter, and, yeah. Just can't do it. Well, yeah. And we tend, <laughs> you can still put we tend to have like grilled cheese bars when we have people come over. I'll get out like the electric skill or the um, electric griddle. And set it on the counter with all of the fixings, different cheeses, egg, bacon, peanut, because Russ likes peanut butter on oh, his. Peanut butter on grilled cheese is so good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I put all this stuff out on the counter and people are, yeah, some of the stuff they come up with, I'm like, eh, all right, if it rocks your boat, great. I'm. My favorite is to have two grilled cheese sandwiches, one with peanut butter and one with jelly. So it's like a PB&J grilled cheese, but... <laughs> Oh, they're so good. <laughs> exactly. He also likes peanut butter burgers. Peanut butter, jelly, and bacon on a hamburger. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, he had one of those for dinner on Friday night. Yeah. I Personally, I think it's gross, but I eat, you know, I eat Friday. Lost my appetite. <laughs> yeah. Now. Thanks. I eat fried eggs and bacon on my burgers, so, which he got well, me started. wrong with that. Yeah, he got me started on that. I was just like, eating an egg protein on Protein on protein on protein. That's yeah. great. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> And the, I've tried the peanut butter burger. It's actually not bad. I've had, there's a place that has one with it's a Reuben burger, which is basically a Reuben sandwich. It's uh, corned beef and cabbage and all that on the, you know, the sour or the rye bread, the rye, the swirled rye, whatever you call that. Marble rye. Yeah. The marble rye, mm. uh, which is also a burger with a hamburger. With a pan. Yeah. 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 I, I've seen that where they put two sandwiches together. Yeah. 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 Yeah, there's a lot of places around here that will do that. There's the place that we ate on a Friday night. They have like 40 different hamburgers. And, you know, you'll get one with the barbecue brisket on it or peanut butter or bacon and eggs, you know, whatever. So, but they've got 40 different types of burgers like that. You're just like, ah, the decision is too much. So, <laughs> nope, not for me. I always get the same thing. Yeah, so. you always get the peanut butter, peanut butter and jelly and, jelly. and yeah. bacon. Yep. All right. So, check out that. Make some really incredible mashed potatoes for your Thanksgiving dinner coming up or whenever you want Christmas or really whatever. good mashed potatoes. Uh, for my drink corner tonight, I'm going to talk about the Colville five-year-old small batch straight bourbon whiskey, which I picked up at Walmart of all places. Um, the Walmart here in town is a tiny little Walmart and they had nothing on the shelf except your standard, you know, basic liquors that you can buy. Back, Evan, et cetera. Yeah, that kind of stuff. And they just happen to have this stuff for no reason at all. So I bought some. Uh, it's uh, produced in Kentucky, but it's bottled in Florida. And it comes in at 43%, which is 86 proof. It's aged five years. It is a small batch. 
Uh, they describe it on the bottle as just as the old Colville Bridge takes you on a journey back in time to the old bourbon country, Colville Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey submerges you into the earliest of all bourbon traditions, which tells you absolutely nothing about nothing. the bourbon. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, but it was cheap. It cost $19.97 because you know how Walmart prices their things uh, for a 750 milliliter bottle. Uh, and the color of it is a golden amber color. It's gold leaning slightly toward amber, and it's a little bit hazy. And I think the haziness is actually the glass, not the spirit. Uh, but it does look a little hazy in the glass. Well, you have it on your glass glass, and it doesn't look hazy. Yeah, exactly. Well, it, no, it looks a little, does. does it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. So it, it may be. Anyway, it's probably the chill filtering, whatever. Um, so I wasn't expecting a whole lot out of this. And luckily, I was not disappointed. <laughs> uh, so on the nose, I've, I've read many, many different reviews of this, uh, trying to piece together what the nose is like. My impression of it was not as detailed as other people's, um, but I did get some of the same things that, that other folks experienced. Uh, the ones that I noticed most prominently are vanilla. Uh, and with bourbons and a lot of uh, corn-heavy spirits, vanilla comes through, uh, sort of general sweetness comes through pretty strongly. There's also a dry note, like a lemongrass. Obviously, there's a fairly good percentage of um, the uh, the grain, the rye grain in here, because you get some of that. Uh, there is an essence, a very specific essence, however, of green apple taffy. Not, not just green apple. But green apple with the sweetness of a taffy, very specifically. Uh, there's also a light essence of cedar, uh, the oak char uh, from the five years of aging, and at the very end, the tiniest smell of maple. So it's it's got a few different essences to it, but um, probably making it sound more interesting than it is because all of those things kind of run together, and generally speaking, it's a little flat. So uh, on the taste... It's definitely rye forward, even though it has to be at least 51% corn. You definitely get that dry ryeness to it. Um, you get a sense of baking dough, like biscuit dough. There's a tiny little bit of citrus, most probably orange, and a little bit of cinnamon and clove. So you get a sort of fall spice. It's not real strong, but it's there. Uh, you also get a tiny little bit of cocoa, dry chocolate, dark chocolate, some pepper, and maybe just the tiniest note of pear or a simple sweetness like honey or something like that at the very end. Um, so there's a few different constituent flavors and tastes to this Colville bourbon. But for some reason, when you put them all together, they become not very interesting. Uh, normally, when you have a, a lot of different flavors and essences like this, they, they sort of complement each other. But in this, they don't. They sort of they all sort of mute each other and you get a not very interesting end result so it's certainly drinkable and if you gave it to somebody at a party i don't think they would complain i don't think they would think it was bad and it's not so bad that you have to mix it with something it's just not super interesting so you know for 20 bucks you're not out a whole lot and i'm gonna have to give this probably one of the lowest ratings of anything i've given a rating on this show so i'm gonna go with an 82 yeah that can't be the lowest. I think it probably I, is. Yeah, it's probably pretty close. I, I tend to buy more interesting spirits, generally speaking. Yeah, this one was just kind of eh. Yeah. Eh. 
there's not much to it, but you're not spending a whole lot. Like I said, it, it's it's only a couple of dollars more than your basic bottom shelf type stuff, um, and it's maybe a dollar or two worth Fire worth crap. more than those things. So, yeah, I think an eighty two is probably giving it more than it deserves. Actually, I could probably easily go eighty eighty one. Um, so you're you're more generous because I probably would have given it like a seventy five. I was not a it, it again. It was okay, but I wasn't a bro. Yeah. So. So actually, I'll, I'll revise. I'll revise. I'm going. I'm going down to eighty. I think. I think <laughs> that's fair. Actually, for what for what? Well, maybe seventy. No. Well, maybe. I, I'll give it 64. an eighty-four. It's it's not bad enough to drop into the seventies. <laughs> I, I would think a spirit has to be actually pretty bad to get down into the seventies. So well, there's been stuff I've tried that I would give like a ten. To, so. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't want me. It tastes like turpentine. Right. Yeah. Mm, exactly. See, this 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 doesn't hit you in the face with alcohol. It's nothing like that. It's not. It's no, not it's just, just truly bad. So it's just yeah. it doesn't make you want to vomit. Yeah. So. It's not going to get down into the, you know, 60, 70 range, but I think, I think 80 at the bottom is, is kind of where it needs to be. So it probably be a good mixer or something like that. It, it's not bad enough that you have to mix it, but it probably would make a good it. Yeah. Mixer. It would, it would probably help it out yeah. if you did. Cause so it's just, go. it's pretty boring to be honestly true. Yeah. Though, so. And that's the thing. It does have a lot of different character to it. It's just none of it's interesting. Yeah. It's just <laughs> so. like, eh, okay, whatever. So anyway, Colville five year old small batch straight bourbon whiskey. Less than 20 bucks at your local Walmart. If you want to try it out, go for it. I gave it an 80. Anyway, hopefully whatever Bill's got is more interesting. No, I don't have anything interesting. <laughs> I, w- I, I went to the store today and picked up a, a beer single to do for tonight. And uh, I just, I wasn't in the mood for beer. So I was like looking around my, my cupboards to see what I, what I could have. And uh, I was just traveling to Milwaukee and uh, my friend kept drinking uh, Sprite and uh, tequila uh, when we were out and I'm like, I don't know, I've never even had that combination. I don't know what that would taste like. Of course, I didn't have any Sprite. Of course not. But I, I, I had some stuff I bought at Costco here, Canada dry cranberry ginger ale. Cause I like ginger ale and cranberries. Well, you know, uh, I'll have it. It's not bad. Um, and like, well, I got some crappy tequila still left over from some stupid, you know, <laughs> margarita party that my wife had and she bought some really bottom barrel stuff. It's actually called Margaritaville tequila. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I wouldn't drink this stuff as a, as a straight tequila, but, <clears throat> but I decided to mix it with the Canada dry just to kind of see what the, uh, what the mix was. And, uh, it kind of tasted weird at first, but, uh. I'm into my second one, and I really like it now. So doesn't that uh, happen with all alcohol? It's like the drunker you get. Thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I like tequila, and I, I'm like you, sure. I, you know, I had one of those bad experiences at one time in my life. Oh no, I had a couple <laughs> Where, of them. So yeah, <laughs> well, you know, you drink a little too much tequila, and then like you just really don't want that flavor in your mouth ever, ever, again. ever yeah, again. Exactly. <laughs> Until one time you decide, hey, I'm going to try tequila again, and then you have, again, too much, and you drink it, and you're like, okay, well, maybe not so much anymore. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, I uh, I finished my good tequila uh, not too long ago. Uh, I was like, oh, I have this, you know, I had a bottle of 1800, which I think it's pretty good. I mean, like, if I'm going to make a margarita, it's going to be with 1800, because it's, it's better quality, I think, and it does mix well and makes a good, a good margarita. Um, so I used all that, and I actually was making... Uh, 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 tequila sunrises with it and uh, it was really good and so all i have left is this really crap stuff that's kind of, <laughs> kind of just needs to be either thrown away in the garbage or used or drank, up so. somehow yeah so yeah now i found a new use for it and uh, i i wouldn't i wouldn't be afraid to have another one of these again this is uh it's actually 
it's not too bad. I, I you know. Whatever, you know. <laughs> Maybe you I'll got some to... tequila you don't want anything else with, you know, try with Sprite or uh, a ginger ale, which actually is good. I'd have to try that actually, like after we get done here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we typically use Sousa instead of uh, Cuervo. Yeah, I like, uh, I, I, well, yeah, I drank a lot of Cuervo when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, so did um, I. <laughs> I. I do have to say, like, if you're going to shoot tequila, I still think the best tequila to shoot is traditional from Jose Cuervo. What? Um but you got you got to put it in the ice box. Oh yeah. What was you the tequila you liked? Tequila? Yeah, there was a tequila that we were buying for a while that you really liked. Isn't that the stuff that we're talking about no, or you're talking no, about no, actual no, no, tequila? No. Actual tequila. I remember the bottle, I just don't remember. Well, was it Don Julio? No, it wasn't Don Julio. <laughs> we don't buy anything that expensive. <laughs> uh I mean we have Sousa that we No, it wasn't Sousa. Uh that's the only other one that I can remember buying. We have we have had Cuervo before, but we don't we don't stock Cuervo. It's either Sousa. No, it started with a yeah. C. Oh, oh, the Camarena. That's it. Yeah, that that wasn't my suggestion. That was um, what's her Russell's. Place? Well, yeah, tequila or uh, close to Russell. Yeah, yeah, Miss Tequila and Russell. <laughs> Camarena is not not that good, but it is cheap. So you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you haven't tried cold traditional, that uh, that's my recommendation. That's it's, uh, it brings it up to a whole new level. <laughs> All right, cool. It's really really the way to shoot tequila. I, I think if I were to ever go back <laughs> to drinking too much tequila, that would be the I way. I think that's the way. I, that would be the way. Right. Yeah, throw a couple of bottles in the ice box, and then uh, a few hours later, have fun. All right, Evan. All right, sounds good. It sounds like a perfect place to wind up the show. So I want to thank everybody who is in the chat room with us tonight we had uh all kinds of people in there tonight we had what jay rulo and joe uh jay Lindsay and who else was in there ve5ev victor echo 5 echo victor vk60k uh is anybody else still in there uh dave was still there kb0owd kb0owd right cubicle nate was here for the beginning of the show but had to leave so oh we also had ralph ab one oh right ab one op he is gone yeah. now, though. So, yep. Uh, but anyway, thanks everybody for tuning in, for visiting us on the live show, and catching us on the stream, and catching us after the fact once we uh, put this out. And we hope you do have a great couple of weeks. And we will record again, episode number two hundred and fifty-six on Monday. Monday coming up, which is November. What is that? November. Um, <laughs> something or another. Yeah, something, something or another. Uh, yeah, two, three, yeah, four, yeah, fifth. Yeah, yes, yeah. November 5th. Yes. So catch us then for episode number 256. And with that, we will uh, bid you adieu for this edition of The Weekender. I'm Russ, K5TUX. I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD73. Thank you for listening to this episode of Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info. You can support the program by visiting the LHS Patreon page of patreon.com stroke lhspodcast or using the contribute link on the website. Get in touch via social media. The show has a presence on Google+, Facebook, Twitter, Discord and YouTube. Or you can drop an email to info at lhspodcast.info or record a voicemail at 1-909-LHS-SHOW. That's 
547-7469. Visit the IRC channel, LHS Podcast, on the Freenode IRC Network. Also visit the online merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable LHS merchandise. Become an ambassador and represent LHS at a Linux convention or ham fest. Email ambassadors at lhspodcast.info or visit the website for details. The podcast is recorded live every Monday night at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. Connect to the stream at stream.blacksparrowmedia.net colon 8008 stroke LHS live. Until next time, over and out. in the ham shack and the linux in the ham shack logo are released under a creative commons attribute non-commercial no derivatives 4.0 international license